0: Hey, what's up, students? Happy Saturday to you, man. Hope you get getting ready for life groups tomorrow. Cannot wait to walk through Matthew chapter four and then also kind of talk about the differences of the Gospels a little bit. Why is Matthew written differently than Mark? Why is Mark written differently than Luke and so on and so on? Why why are there differences? And just because there's differences, does that mean that there's contradictions? So I'm excited to talk about that tomorrow, but today we're gonna continue walking through Isaiah. And again, this is the Point Podcast is just to help you get in the word a little bit more. So every day, we believe the Bible is important to your walk with Jesus every single day. And so we want to help you do that as best as we can. And so that's why we're willing to do this. And we we take time to do this because we believe that this right here at the word is important. And so today we're in Isaiah chapter 14. And what I love is yesterday we talked about how God used Babylon to, um, or or really the prophecy was written here in Isaiah, that God's going to use Babylon to judge the people of Israel, to really whip them back into shape in many ways, right? And to get their attention. But yet basically Babylon is not going to last forever, that God is going to deal with. Babylon. And so what's so cool in chapter 14 is really, you see this complete role reversal, right? Originally you had Israel that was doing their own thing, kings, and they were they were doing their own thing. God uses Babylon to judge them, right? And so Israel is the oppressed, right? They're the oppressed people, but then God is going to deal with Babylon. And what you're having in chapter 14 is this kind of flip where Israel is literally able to taunt Babylon, which is kind of sick, right? I mean, it's almost like, think of the best trash talker you know, i.e. next Wednesday when we play football together, you'll hear some trash talking from me, right? Think of the best trash talker you know, and that's kind of what Israel is able to do here to Babylon. So just kind of get an idea for this, okay? It is what it says in verse one of chapter 14. It says, for the Lord will have compassion on Jacob, that, that's Israel, and will again choose Israel and will set them in their own land and sojourners will join them and will attach themselves to the house of Jacob, And the peoples will take them and bring them to their place. And the house of Israel will possess them in the Lord's land as male and female slaves. They will take captive, think about this, they will take captive those who were their captors and they will rule over those who oppressed them. So you see what just happened here. The the ones who were oppressed, Israel, is now going to be over the people who had them oppressed. The the ones who took them captive, they are now going to be rulers over. And isn't that just the awesome truth of the gospel? That the gospel literally, students, this is crazy, right? The, The gospel literally flips your life upside down. You, you go from being dead in sin to being alive in Christ, right? You, you go from being enslaved to the elementary forces of the world that Galatians 4 talks about to being a son or a daughter of God. And if you're a son or daughter of God, then that means you're an heir of God, co-heirs with Christ. So think about how the gospel radically flips your life upside down. That you once were dead, you once were enslaved, you once were lost, but now you are alive. Now you are a son and daughter and an heir and now you are found. The gospel, radically flips your life upside down. And what's so cool is this invitation to join the people of Israel is, is given here, right? You see verse one, what does it say? It says, and sojourners will join them and will attach themselves to the house of Jacob. You have people who are not of Israelite descent looking on and seeing like, oh my gosh, this is amazing this that's happening. I want in on what's happening. And what, what the gospel does in your life should be attractive to other people. What, what I need to say that again because maybe you missed that. But what the gospel does to your life, this this idea that it flips your life upside down. You were dead, now you're alive. You were enslaved, now you're a son. You were lost, but now you're found. When when people see that, that should be attractive to people. I, I'm not saying that everyone's going to believe because the word is pretty clear that man, not everyone is going to accept Jesus, right? But but to some people, it should be, as Jesus says in Matthew chapter five, it should be salt and light that people see that transformation. People see that radical. Radical, flipping upside down of your life. And they realize, man, I, I don't even know if I agree with that or I don't know what's all about that, but I want to be a part of it. And, and that's exactly what you have happening here is Israel was the oppressed one. Now they're over their oppressors. They were captives, but now they are ruling over their captors and, and people are looking at them and the sojourners that are around them are like, man, I want to be a part of what's happening there. But because the gospel, when it flips your life upside down, becomes something that's attractive. It becomes something that people want to see. And here's my dog. He wants to see it, right? And so, yes, I hope that makes sense to you. And I hope that encourages you about how the gospel can completely flip your life upside down. And so I love you. Can't wait to be in life groups tomorrow. If you're listening to us on the podcast sometime, man, man, get in life groups whenever the next day is, uh, next Sunday is, or Wednesday night, whichever. But I love you. And uh, we'll be in Isaiah chapter 15 tomorrow.